We've got Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis joining us. Great to have you here, Congresswoman. i got to get your take. I was listening live last night to President Trump, Mar-a-Lago, there he was, coming out swinging, uh, but also had an element of, I think, just a little bit of, uh, he was short, he was crisp, um, he was respectful of the legal process, but certainly going after Alvin Bragg and the prosecutors. What did you think uh, last night and also after what was a historic day in New York? The whole world was watching New York. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think he laid out the case as to why this is not just selective prosecution, but it is exclusive prosecution to President Trump. If he were not um, the leading Republican candidate at this time, Alvin Bragg would not be doing this. If he were still a real estate developer of New York, Alvin Bragg would not be doing this. In fact, we've seen Alvin Bragg uh, downgrade um, multiple crimes, right, multiple crimes, including just last week, a guy with 90 prior arrests. This is a, a career criminal who he downgraded felony robbery charges down to a slap on the wrist misdemeanor, allowing him to walk. Um, and, and he has declined over 1,100 criminal cases, felony cases. And yet he's spending time and energy and resources, uh, taxpayer money on a political witch hunt that has no victims. In fact, he didn't even name the crime that elevated this to a felony. You know, uh, and you so hit it on the head. Yep. He didn't name a crime. That was the most astounding part, John, yesterday when Bragg, it came to the press conference and it was like, well, what's the crime to elevate it to a felony? You're going to charge a president for the first time in American history and you can't even ID what the federal crime is or what the elevated crime, John? I think we have elevated this situation to a national uh, discussion. And um, a lot of people, you look, it's going to be a a civil war of words. That's a great way to put it. A civil war of words. And uh, we uh, America has to decide, uh, law and order, is it for all the people or only certain people? And by the way, the real test of law and order and justice, John, I believe, is even if it's somebody who doesn't, you know, you don't like them. I mean, a lot of people in New York, in New York City, we know that they are heavily Democratic and don't necessarily like President Trump, which is why I think it was easy to get an indictment in New York City for Alvin Bragg by the grand jury of 23 people. Um, but, Nicole, to John's point, justice should be blind. Justice should be fair. And if you're going to go after a former president for the first time in American history, you better have an overwhelming case, a lock-solid case, and a serious charge, too. That's the other thing. Yeah, it's interesting to hear the Democrats who supported bail reform and defund the police now screaming, no one is above the law. The problem is, in Alvin Bragg's Manhattan, there's too many people that are above the law, right? Look at all the people that were released from the riots and the, and the looters from 2020. Look at all the people, as I just mentioned, 1,100-plus cases that were just – he declined to prosecute. All the people that went from felony to misdemeanor cases, uh, they had their charges dropped um, or reduced – that's roughly half of the felony cases that come to his office. All those people are above the law, the people who are menaces to society and destroying our city. Yet President Trump, for some reason, is beneath the law here, and he's bring, they're trying to elevate him to something that doesn't even, you know, that the DOJ, the FEC, right, these are Biden's DOJ, Department of Justice, and Federal Election Commission, declined to prosecute. You had his uh, predecessor, Cy Vance, declined uh, to prosecute, and you have a highly partisan rogue district attorney who refuses to do his actual job, but now he's using his prosecutorial power 
to go after a political foe. And, you know, Congresswoman, one of the discussions uh, in the last 24 hours or so, we had Professor Dershowitz on on 77 WABC, and he was saying there should definitely be a change of venue. And one of the things he said was Staten Island. Uh, do you think that maybe it could get moved to Staten Island? I mean, it would be a more, I guess, uh, balanced voters uh, that would be potentially in the jury pool there. You know, look, as a representative for, for Staten Island, uh, I have faith in my neighbors uh, being able to do this in a fair and balanced way. And, and if you look at it, uh, it's more balanced and proportional based on uh, voter registration. Uh, this is uh, an area that, that Trump won by slightly. But the point is, is that it's a more balanced county than the county of Manhattan, where 85 percent of the people uh, already are against Trump, right, because he got less than 15 percent of the vote there. And then on top of it, they elected a DA who said he was going to go after Trump. So so they're they're doing he's doing what the people of Manhattan wanted him to clearly do. And it's wrong. And so he can't get a a fair hearing, uh, a fair trial of his peers uh, in that type of setting. Chad Lopez, you have a comment. Let's also talk about the timing of this trial. Right. Right before the uh, Iowa caucuses and the New Hampshire primary, right? So yeah. that, that's so why are they – this is a perfect, perfect storm right now. And your that, point that, is that they're setting up. The by Bragg the time it would up. get to right. it, like right. they're saying, and the next hearing's in December. But yes. then by the time it gets to it, you're right. It's like right before the major primaries, right. Chad. I mean, right. it, think about the politics of this congresswoman to Chad's point. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's right. And this is this is latest, the latest attempt by the Democrats to undermine our democracy, to interfere with our elections. And remember what they've done so far, what they've attempted to do, but thankfully we were able to stop them. They tried to pack the Supreme Court. They wanted to radically change our election laws. They wanted to end the Senate filibuster. They wanted to let non-citizens to vote, to gerrymander districts like mine as well, uh, to tilt the scale and, and take still seats from the people. That That is what they've already attempted to do, and thankfully we were vigilant and we were able to stop them, a few of those things, actually in court. Um, but now we have this other weaponization of uh, the justice system, which, by the way, is the most serious because it is it is actually creating a constitutional crisis in this country, uh, and, and it is very concerning. And we, we, we have to push back on this, and I believe that my you know, colleagues in Congress will will be speaking with uh, Bragg in terms of asking the right questions that the American people deserve answers to because he is receiving federal funding. Uh, and quite frankly, he's not doing his actual job with the money. Well, he's the question, from the Nicole, government. the question is going to be you have uh, 50 states uh, and you have uh, 3000 counties. Uh, uh, is every any one of those counties can go go after any president or any vice president or anybody? Yeah, and that is exactly why this is so dangerous, and it is setting a a precedent now in this country that is um, something that you see in in other countries, not in the United States of America. And so uh, that is a, a great concern. We cannot allow our justice system to be weaponized like this. Uh, and so that's why that's why we have to make sure that uh, you know this trial is fair. Uh, and I believe, look. You need a majority to indict. That's why they say you can indict a ham sandwich, but you need unanimous to convict. And so I think that's going to be very difficult based on what was presented yesterday. The one thing that uh, uh, doesn't come up is the fact that he said you, uh, uh, D.A. Bragg said you violated New York election law, but he didn't run for anything in New York. 
Yeah, I mean, look, it, 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 there have been actually, I think, over 3,000 um, incidents of election law violations in New York, and Bragg has not gone after any of those individuals, and neither has the, the State Board of Elections. So it's interesting. It's really interesting to see this, again, selective prosecution, and I would argue exclusive prosecution of a political opponent. Well, Nicole Maliotakis, you are awesome. Thank you so much for joining us this morning uh, here on this special edition of Sit-In Friends.